0: This special query episode of Print Run. My name is Eric Kane. With me, of course, is Laura Zatz. Say hi.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Yeah, so we're really excited to be here. This, um, as we've kind of been talking about in previous episodes, is going to be a sample free version of something we're going to be doing for our Patreon subscribers throughout the coming months, um, this is an episode that is entirely for writers. We're going to be focusing on queries. We've got some printed out here that you guys have been kind enough to send us. Um, the response has been really great, and we're gonna we're gonna go through them on the air and kind of talk about what we see as we read them, uh, things like that. Um but yeah, no, we're we're excited to be here. Um Laura, why don't you tell about the, the ground rules here?
1: Absolutely. Okay, so we have anonymous well, not anonymously submitted, but we've we're made going, them anonymous. We've made them anonymous. Yeah. Uh, these queries were sent to us specifically for this reason of being critiqued on air. We have gotten rid of the author names and we've gotten rid of the book names, but we've not changed any of the biographical information. Right. Um, because, you know, just in case there's a request, we want you to actually be able to figure out (laughs) what it is.
0: If if there's a request, we will get in touch. We'll send an email back.
1: Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to each take turns reading a query. And whenever we have something to say, um, a comment, a critique, something, we will stop and we'll cover it and then we'll keep going. So we're going to try to get through as many as we can. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see how many that is, mm-hmm. but we're gonna focus on making sure that all of the the feedback that we give is is new and can be used by any writer. Yeah. So, I think I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? I think
0: so. We've got we've got a bunch of them printed out here. I figure we can we can dive right in. Um, should I should I read the first one?
1: Please do, Eric. All right, this please is do.
0: Definitely definitely up my alley here. So let's <laughs> let's go. All right, so. i had to um dear laura zatz and eric hain some people do yoga jane haven pole dances
1: so that right there is what we in the business like to call a pole dancing dancing. um but that's what we like to call a really good log line or, or lead not not technically a log line but it's but it's a lead it's something that i read that first sentence and i'm like Hell yeah. Something different. Something different, something fun. Okay, gimme more. All
0: right, let's let's continue. It's pure freedom flying 14 feet in the air.
1: Is that possible? I don't know. We should maybe do a print run pole dancing class.
0: We should definitely do a print (laughs) run
1: pole
0: dancing class. We're focused. Here we go. Not everyone gets it, like her cheating jerk of an ex. But when Jane ditches the dirt bag and returns to her hometown, an unexpected inheritance gives her a chance at a fresh start.
1: OK, I'm going to stop you there. Uh-huh. Um, OK, so what what I'm kind of guessing here is that the author is is trying to make Jane seem really feisty, is trying to, you know, show that she's gotten out of a bad relationship, but she's not heartbroken. All of that. That being said. Um, it feels a little cliche, you know, the cheating jerk of an ex and then she ditches the dirt bag and it's, it's just, it's not put in a, in a very, um, I hate this word, but I'm going to use this word unique way. Uh Like I'd much rather have that be a lot shorter of a sentence so that we can focus on what matters, which is. Having an inheritance and coming home and with a fresh chance, so like that's really the important part. And you're bearing the lead by focusing on like the dumb ex that like doesn't matter.
0: Does unexpected inheritance ring any cliche bells for you?
1: Well, so here's the thing, Eric. This is a contemporary romance novel. Yeah, that is
0: point. Okay, so let's make sure we're we're talking about that too. This, so let's make sure we're identifying the genres here. This is contemporary romance. Yep. So, so
1: an unexpected inheritance and moving back to your hometown. Yeah. That is. A an accepted trope like that's that's okay that doesn't give me any bells. Sure, it's just so so. Plot points can be very familiar, but I'd Mm -hmm. love to to keep away from talking. You know, talking the man hating the like. You know, I don't need him. I'm moving home. I'm you know like I'd love to get out of that and get into something that actually tells me something about Jane.
0: Right, is what I'm saying. So you're you're so actually I think that's a good distinction. Then you're fine with the the tropes and the constructs in terms of plot stuff like the inheritance but absolutely where you want the real authenticity is is with her with jane yes with the person. yes okay. i want
1: to i want to feel like i've met her not that i've met a trope
0: and this query so far with the you know cheating jerk of an ex the ditch the man sounds a little bit cliche to you, that seems saying.
1: really cliche but the first right. couple of sentences well, were she, really really unique and just, really yeah, yeah, exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. sure Yep. So right now, like if I were reading this in my query box, I would be like, "Okay, I'm going to be on the watch for like cliche voice writing. Right. Right here. But I'm 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 liking the idea so far.
0: Yeah. Should we keep going? Yes. This time, Jane won't make the mistake of letting romance get in the way of her pole dance studio ambitions. Next paragraph. Barbarically sexy bartender Eric Holt is convinced. He's <laughs>
1: Can we stop? Can we stop for another second? Please. Barbarically sexy.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so well, I, don't, I don't I don't see the issue.
1: I don't <laughs> shut up, Eric. So I don't I don't know what that means. Yeah. OK, so so what I'm thinking, it sounds barbarically like kind of sexy. like
0: ruggedly wild to me. I don't yeah, know, it doesn't, that doesn't that doesn't sound like like is you.
1: this like hulking Viking style, Eric, like the wonderful uh, piece of man meat sitting across from me or. Wow. <laughs> man, Or like I don't know what that means. Like, is he scary? Is he a bad boy? Is he dangerous? Like that's a that's a peculiar word to to give as his designator when I don't have very much else to go okay, from. Okay, well, let's
0: see, let's see what else what else we get about him. Um so, barbarically sexy bartender Eric Holt is convinced he's satisfied with his quiet if lonely life. Then, a feisty woman in a rainbow cat sweatshirt.
1: Let's let's Can we, pause. we,
0: stop, can we stop at the rainbow cat sweatshirt?
1: That's your kind of woman.
0: Damn right it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here is something absolutely ridiculous, but this is this is that kind of personalization that was missing in the first paragraph. So the rainbow
0: cat sweatshirt is a positive hero. I
1: mean, like
0: it's a person. It's a personalization. Yeah, I
1: mean, like I would, I would, I would like a little bit more information about like how kooky this woman. Like, is she kooky or is she just a hipster? I get
0: kooky. I out don't know of rainbow cat sweatshirt. <laughs> but all right, let's continue. Then a feisty woman in a rainbow cat sweatshirt walks into his bar and proves him wrong. Jane challenges him almost as much as she turns him on. So the – hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Jane is the woman in the rainbow cat sweatshirt.
1: Apparently. 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 So that's also Barry. So I
0: didn't realize that until we – yeah, okay. So – Jane challenges him as much as she turns him on.
1: Prob- I would like to know about what. Like, is, do they just argue the way that like?
0: It is unclear what challenge what challenge. Yeah, means like here. is
1: is she is she just giving him like, shit? Like, or know, is who knows?
0: Because all we know is that she's walked into this bar and all of a sudden she's challenging him and turning him on, and here we go. Problem is that she's made it clear that relationships don't fit into her plans.
1: Does that mean that the barbarically sexy bartender wants a relationship? That's not entirely clear.
0: So let me ask you this. How much more explication and plot do you want here? Because I see what you're saying and I agree that it feels like a lot of – there's a lot of details here that I'm wondering about. But how many of those do you need filled in So.
1: so here's here's the thing. And this is this is a burden that's laid on trope driven fiction a little bit more sure. than sure. than on like general fiction is because we know exactly what's going to happen. Like I could probably sit down and write a fairly accurate summary of this book already just because I'm familiar with this. Genre. And that's not
0: a fault. That's not a problem. Absolutely at not. All. Right. But so
1: so what I mean by that is that I need those little details to understand, like, are they are they? challenging each other over business are they challenging each other because they're just unceremoniously thrown together and they don't like each other are they so like i need to figure out what the tropes are for this book and having somebody butt heads with somebody else isn't quite enough information to figure out what the tropes are
0: i also think apart from you know the tropes of this genre and anything about this genre in particular anytime you have you present two main characters like this um it's really good to give some sort of poignant image of the way they're you know the dynamic between them you know the relationship between them obviously you're not going to get it give us all of it in a query but like showing us why there's friction or why there's a spark or that kind of stuff like that's the crux of the book right? right so like in any query whether it's um literary fiction young adult whatever kind of genre you're writing in showing us how you know being specific and memorable about how the two characters are you know whether it's that moment they meet whatever the poignancy is between these two people yeah. that makes the story worth telling you do want to try to get at that a little bit
1: because we we're going to like feasibly want to spend 350 pages with these two characters seeing them like interact yeah. like we want to we want to be piqued by that that dynamic from the very beginning sure all right keep going
0: all right let's see um where are we but when eric right re- okay But when Eric's ruthless ex-business partner sets his sights on Jane's inheritance, her goal of opening a pole studio is threatened. Now, Jane Jane needs Eric's inside knowledge of his old colleagues' motives if she is to get her glitter-coated happy ending.
1: Okay. I love glitter-coated happy ending. I love that (laughs) phrase. Don't we all? So so here's the information that was missing – in a little bit earlier on, that like we we need to know. Well, all that of a sudden they're together, and all of a sudden she has ambitions of opening up a new studio. Like I knew that she was going to get a fresh start, but I didn't know what that meant.
0: Yeah, well, so so we've got. I mean, it, it does hint at it in this first paragraph. It says she's got pole dance studio ambitions, but it doesn't quite. Oh,
1: meet. I missed that. Sure, okay. but it
0: does. It you know, even reading that, it's a little unclear that she means she wants to open one or whether that means she wants to do something else. I mean,
1: so yeah. so here's a good moment where because I missed that line yeah. when we're the third paragraph yeah. down. This is yeah. a good lesson that agents skim. Like I'm not gonna read a query word for word until I'm already sold on it. But I need to that's get sold point. on it by skimming it. Yeah. So we wanna like like write to us like we're dumb, I guess is <laughs> is the way to put it.
0: Yeah. I'm I mean that's one way to put it. I think another way is just to make sure you're emphasizing your core strengths as clearly as possible. Exactly. Um, I don't don't know if I agree with... And I see what you're saying with write to us like we're dumb and that we're going to read kind of quickly. Or just don't bury the lead is really what it means. That's probably a better way to put it. Like we're not
1: critically reading in the way that we would critically read a book.
0: We're reading... Right now on this show, we're reading this query far slower than we would read it if it was in our inbox. Is that fair?
1: We would have been done in less than 30 seconds.
0: Okay. So... After the glitter coated happy ending, here we go. Responsibility and intensifying desire keep Eric dangerously close as Jane struggles to keep her eye on the studio prize and off his bulging um muscles. <laughs> I for uh, one want dick jokes in all. My I
1: queries. I appreciate a good romance query <laughs> dick joke. Like okay. I get a fair number of them, and I always like it because here's what it does, Eric. Yeah. It it tells me a little bit about the heat level and about over oh, about to get to it, the heat level the, it tells me a lot about the heat level which is like the amount of like on page sexual activity yeah. is in there yeah. um one thing also i think i think this this author is having a little bit of trouble using adjectives in terms of eric Keeping him dangerously close. I don't really know why it's that's it's kinda weird. We haven't learned
0: why he's dangerous. Is it
1: dangerous because she's falling for him? Is it dangerous because then the ex business partner is gonna like fuck something up? I don't really know.
0: Yeah. So it's just it kind of comes back to the same idea of kind of clarifying their relationship. Yeah. Or the real thrust of the book, you know? Um all right, so should we continue? Yes. With their heat levels rising, they must work together to save Jane's pole dance dreams in a town that might not be ready for high heels and hot pants.
1: Really, what really? What town is? Really? <laughs> St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, that town is not ready. Um, so I really, I really, really like that yeah, paragraph. I, I think that's pretty good. I like it, but there's that kind of hint of – is like there's that kind of hint of like – small town changes, et cetera, yeah. that I would have liked to maybe get a little bit earlier no, on. I think like, that's is one she, of the
0: better sentences in this query. And, that, it's and a that's a great sentence. a great reason to kind of bring that earlier.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, you can keep that sentence, but, you know, maybe it makes me think, you know, four paragraphs down, maybe Eric and Jane are fighting because he thinks it's ridiculous that she wants to open a pole dancing studio next door. Yeah. I don't really know. But I like that. And I feel like, you know, and it gives me a sense of the place and like small town romance novels are just the best because you've got the meddling neighbors you've got that small feeling yeah. where people run into each other all the time sure. it's really lovely yeah. all in all great sentence
0: okay so then so now we're into the um the nuts and bolts portion yep. of the query here so title of the book we'll leave that out just for anonymity's sake um, is a ninety-two thousand word contemporary romance and is similar in tone to Kristen Proby's Love Under the Big Sky series. This is the first standalone book in a four-plus book series following the lives of the many different women who come through Sirens Pole Dance Studio.
1: Ah, uh, really, really there? great. The only thing is that a standalone book, by definition, is not, part, not, of a a, not
0: part of a series. So,
1: so what I'm guessing yeah. that this author is, is trying that it to could communicate could be
0: read by itself.
1: Or or that it it's a standalone that could be expanded into a four book right. series. Right. So I would I would rephrase it that way. You know, this is a standalone novel that, you know, could become the first of a blank book series. Like that's that's a better way to put it. That makes me understand that you know what you're talking about.
0: Okay, so then just to finish your yeah. query here, we've got I'm a blogger and social media manager for a pole dance studio, an online – so the name of the place, an online pole dance studio. I'm also a certified pole dance instructor. Thank you for your consideration.
1: I like it. Yeah. I like it.
0: So really, I mean, I think – so that's the end of this one. Um, I think overall, it's, it's – a, there's there's a lot going for it here. I mean, it's it sounds like the key – ingredient might be missing in terms of the relationship between the two main characters and how that kind of showing us why it's memorable or has some sort of poignancy but other than that I mean the kind of the mechanics here seem okay
1: yep yep the mechanics are the mechanics are really good I mean the writing on the whole is fairly solid even you know and just to reiterate we we pick this apart line by line but if that is
0: so that is that's actually that is a good point like we're going to be sounding somewhat critical here um, and that's only because we're going for the sake of the show. We're going through with a, with a fine-tooth comb. Um, we're re- you know we're going to be reading these in real time. All agents will be re- going through them a lot faster with a lot broader strokes. Um, so this is kind of a dissection where it's not quite fair to dissect something this detail like it's a query, you know, but. <laughs> But we're
1: doing it anyway. Exactly.
0: No, because you can get the little details right and then no one will get caught up on anything. Um, So
1: that being said, if this showed up in my inbox and so I would have skimmed this and I would have said, "Okay, pole dancer, bartender, small town, done. Send it to me. It's got a good title. It's, you know, so I I would have asked for three chapters just to get a sense of the writing. Sure. Um. Even, even with kind of all of those criticisms and all of that stuff that needed to be needed to be finessed, but in general, really solid um, author. If you're listening, send me three chapters, please. Uh, we got a request, <laughs> huh? Boom, we got a request. I mean, all it took was pole dancing and liquor.
0: That's that's all it ever takes.
1: Really? I mean, I know, I know. All right, so. Thank right, so you, number one.
0: Th- are, we, are we ready for the next yeah,
1: one? Yeah, I have, a, I have is... a general question before we move on. Yeah. So talking about queries on the whole, uh-huh. some people who who teach query writing and, yeah. and some online sources say that you need to put those nuts and bolts, you know, the, the genre, the word count, the whatever, you need to put that first. Um, Eric, where do you come down on that? Do you Do you care if it's first or if it's last?
0: I don't care if it's first. I do want it. Clear this is. I so this is going to maybe sound like it's meaningless, but I don't think that it is. Um, I don't need it first, but I do want it very clear and evident and by itself, like she has it, you know, in its own sentence here.
1: Its own paragraph. Yeah, even.
0: exactly. And that's that's what I meant. Like in its own, like broken apart bit, where it's easy to. Because when you have a query, you're going to go back to it and you're going to look at it and you to be like, okay, how long was the book? What was it on? What were the comps? Um, and you're going to be able to want to find that stuff fast. So I don't necessarily need it. To be, need it at the beginning. Um, sometimes I like hearing comp titles at the beginning. Um, just because it gives you that immediate sense of kind of the aesthetic of the book. But word count and, you know, whether it's a part of a series, all that kind of stuff, I'm fine with that being later on. I don't need that.
1: Or at the beginning. Yeah. It doesn't much matter.
0: Yeah. I, um, don't, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't need it in either. I don't have like I'm not turning down queries. Based I have
1: that. I have preferences based on what what the lead in is. So like this book, I, this query, the one that we just covered, I would actually be kind of sad if that kind of nuts and bolts section came first because the, the lead line, the, the line that pulls you in. Some people do yoga. Jane Haven pole dances is so strong that I well, so want to see that first. You,
0: so that's that. And that I think is I think that's a good point. And I think that's why sometimes I really only want like in terms of that nuts and bolts information, Um, comps are an okay thing to put first because sometimes those can be something that really work in your favor if you've got really specific and interesting ones. But I think the point that we agree on here is that you need to come interesting and poignant right away. Absolutely. And however you're going to do that, whether it's saying kind of the scope of your project or with a a good lead like the one we just read. um, Doesn't matter. That has to be... The priority at the beginning is not any specific bit of information. It's being
1: interesting interesting yeah yep i think i think that's really good so you know if you're worried about what order you should put your content in either do book information book information information about the book like your nuts and bolts metadata thing then bio or do nuts and bolts metadata book information book information bio that's it sure like Um, there's two ways to do it figure out which way works better for your book and your query Lovely, ok. Let's move to the second one,
0: sure. You, so you're going to read this one.
1: I'm going to read this one. It's addressed to Eric. Ooh, can't wait. Eric only. Um so the so as as many of the authors who sent us query letters did is they kind of gave us a little personal blurb mm-hmm. um about about the show, about et cetera. Um, but there's something that you wanted to say about this little personal blurb.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that sometimes people forget what a query is. It's and um, you know what? Go ahead and read it. I think okay. We should read
1: it. Okay. And then we the the very it. very first yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it. so the very first personal blurb, which to be fair is not a part of the query, but is part of the content that we as agents were sent. Oh, I don't know.
0: I consider it part of the query.
1: Is this, Eric? I have this fancy cover letter that I've been sending to New York that mentions my time working with Alice McDermott. At Sewanee last summer, and I got to tell you, it's been doing good things for me. But in my Midwestern heart, what I want more than anything is a Midwestern agency. So I was preparing to make the 250-mile drive to the cities to bring you a printed manuscript and batch of songs until I heard on Print Run that you work from your apartment, (laughs) and that would be super weird. So instead, a Moroth orthodox pitch, and then a colon, and then it goes into the actual pitch.
0: Okay, so... Let's talk about that for a second. Um, I get first of all, I see, I see what the attempt is here. The attempt is to come off as, to come off as a person, to come off as someone who's not just an email, to be familiar, to be all these things, which
1: are good things. Which
0: those are all that's, that's perfectly good intentioned, um, but it kind of gets away from what a query is, right? Like you just gave me a. We just talked about how fast we read these, and that's a the really the longest paragraph of the whole, you know thing here and there's not there's not a single thing in there about really about the book I mean and you know the bit about um you know driving to me to hand it to me in person like kind of, it's like that's all fine and you know it's not that there's anything I mean it's a little strange to get that from a you know from a stranger but it's more that it's just not what the point of the email is yeah like, I would
1: I would argue that it's like no matter how like joking or well-intentioned yeah. it is a few years ago, there was an agent who was attacked by somebody who queried <laughs> like I, actually, no, no, sure, like,
0: no, I, yeah, there's, there's always know, stories like that. And that's not, that's not what our, that our, is not what I'm picking up from. No, here. I'm, I'm picking not picking up that up
1: a, either, but, right. but, you but, know,
0: I, but your point is well taken,
1: but we're, you know, we're trained to be more careful. Like red sofa literary has a PO box because multiple people showed up on Don, who is the owner of our agency, on her doorstep with books. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, eh, this is the email, it's fine. That kind of
0: in-person approach is not going to appeal to people in talking about, like, coming to their office or coming to the – it's just – it's – it has the – it hasn't rung me the wrong way because I've never had a bad experience and I, you know, believe that, you know, this is a good-hearted query. But, like, that kind of email, it can turn some people off. And it's 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 not going to help you. And it really might work against you in a lot of ways. So.
1: But the part that is good is talking about how you're Midwestern and how the author is Midwestern and how you chose to query the agency because the agency is based in the Midwest, because as we'll later learn. The book is set in the Midwest. Yeah. So like that's good. No,
0: that's what there. you know, yeah. the detail about, you know, having worked on the manuscript at a place last summer with Alice McDermott. I mean, that's all good, too. But like there's a time, there's a spot for that. And that it's probably not the very beginning where you've made yourself into a character in your own query. Like, I don't know that. Right. That's helping you. But So let's get
1: into the actual let's, let's query. Let's get into it. But okay. Like, so
0: that, that um, I think would be something you'd want to um, adjust. And if you're someone with a query who is trying to go for that sort of familiar approach, I would probably, I would probably discourage it.
1: Yeah. We can get familiar on the call once we've already fallen in love with your book.
0: We're not, I'm not looking to, um, make a friend on this query and that's nothing I'm, you know, I, I like being friends with people, but like this is, (laughs) remember that this is a, this, you know, I know that a lot of the time people write books and they're kind of passion projects and they're all these things. Um, and they're very personal and they're very creative and they're fun. Um on the other end it is, you know, these are these are work emails, you know, for the people receiving them. And so a lot of the time it's not that there's anything wrong with this it's that my headspace when I read this is not in fun personal email time, you know. It's
1: it's work time. I'm trying,
0: you know, I'm in a frame of mind where I'm trying to get to information and get to the you're trying to assess a level of writing as opposed to hearing this kind of stuff. So it's not it's like I said I think this is a perfectly good-hearted person here it's just it kind of he kind of got in his own way with the beginning here
1: yep okay so let's get to the actual let's get to the actual thing my novel title redacted but it's a good one is about the collision of music and myth told by a critic who follows a band from buzz to bombast and in the aftermath tries to separate fiction from fact
0: okay stop um i like i do like it um overall i mean you've got a um you know you got a critic following a band okay there's your story um but I don't know the separating fiction from fact to bombast to buzz to bombast I mean it's it's kind of tough to know what any of that means
1: I'm missing the lead here like I'm missing I'm missing the main character I'm missing the reason why I care
0: exactly like I think that you know that kind of you know you can get a little bit more specific than that you know what um you know, what was the, you know, that transition from buzz to bombast, like some plot event happened, you know, some, and so you, you, obviously you're not gonna be able to fit a whole plot into one little sentence, but like something, show me something, you know, show me the moment, show me Show, the don't thing. tell. Yeah. And, and don't, you know, when you talk about trying to separate fiction from fact and things like that, it's like, these are, um, you know, they're phrases that can get a little, you know, repetitive and tiresome. I mean, they don't and doesn't really tell you anything. I mean, obviously, you've got someone trying to sift through the truth, which is an interesting motif, but um, not quite as powerful as maybe you get. But I do like the, I do like the idea.
1: Yeah, it's 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 good. Um, one thing to note though is that that paragraph is one sentence, and again, we want to keep it a little bit shorter, a little bit less lyrical than what would normally maybe be in the book, just yeah. for skimming purposes. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, good writing. Just needs a little bit more information. Okay. Moving on. The book is currently 77,208 words on the nose. It takes place in the twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, which side note, I love because we live in the twin cities. So we clearly know, but like you've so written this for New York people love it. And it's told through the lens of Elliot Granger, who follows a band elephant heart from its Genesis with his career charting of similar projection.
0: Okay. Stop. Um, That's feels like that feels like the sentence that should have come first, because here we've got the name of the band. We've got his, you know, the name of the character. We've got the, you know, the first sentence tells me about a music critic following a band. Right. Mm -hmm. And here we've got the same sentence about a music critic following a band, except now I know the person's name. I've got the band's name. I've got where he's from. It's like that to me
1: matters more. Well,
0: Well, it matters more. It's like if so. Um that felt like this sentence felt like a more powerful version of the one we just got. And yes. so I would here, I would cut that first sentence, replace it with some of the information in the second and use that cleared up space to say something in addition, something new. You Absolutely. But like you don't um, want to repeat information in your query.
1: Exactly. Like you don't have
0: that much space. You don't have that much room. You don't have that much, you don't have that p- person's attention for that long. Like um, if I already know, you know, yeah, don't repeat yourself. And when you do say something, do it in as clear and as detailed terms as possible. Yep.
1: So, right. so an example of doing it in clear and detailed terms, you mention that it's told through the lens of Elliot Granger. You can just say Elliot Granger follows a band Elephant Heart from its genesis with his, you know, with his career charting a blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like you he, don't need to you don't need to tell us how we're viewing the novel because eventually well, we care. We're tracking one well, person.
0: Sure, sure. sure. Um, maybe that that might be a reference to a first-person narrative um in which case i mean i could you know you probably you know that's pr- maybe worth mentioning saying oh uh, yeah you know but again make that clear say you know it's the first person perspective from um, i might think that might be worth mentioning but through the lens told through the lens is a little bit it's vague it's a little bit vague
1: it's vague um, and it seems like filler to me when i don't know what it's trying to yeah, communicate yeah um one thing also to note is that the the length doesn't come like the length of your book doesn't come in the information about the book like you want to have the length the metadata the title all of that stuff the genre in a separate paragraph
0: you put the mechanical stuff and I, when i say mechanical i mean i guess i probably mean logistical you know word count um genre you know completion status if it's nonfiction, but like you know things like that um if you in the paragraph about the plot or the characters like keep it just on that
1: Exactly. Okay, so he watches as Avery, the lead singer, tries to balance his onstage persona and his ordinary life. As the band's buzz swells, Avery, oh sorry, it's Avi, not Avery, now a husband and a father, scuffles to record an album, make ends meet, and keep everyone happy. Okay, stop. Who's the protagonist?
0: That's a good point. Um, another point is that so going back to that sentence where he says, um, you know, the lead singer tries to balance his onstage persona and his ordinary life, that feels like every lead singer of every band ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. Like, it's like, how is it, you know, what is the, you know, what's the tricky part of the balance? And you mentioned, you know, he's got a, you know, he's a husband and a father and that sort of things. But like, again, be specific, you know, tell me why your story has something in here that isn't like all the other stories about bands, and I like this. I like, I said, like the idea of a music critic following around. But that's a premise I could get into. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, but I want to
0: see what's specifically cool about this and about this person. Like especially when you're telling, ta- you know, when the book is about following around a lead singer, like that's gonna. I'm gonna expect that lead singer to be really interesting, and or at least have some quirk to him, right? Or why why write about him? And um, so
1: I did. I'd also be expecting to see something about the the tension between the POV character Elliot and who seems and the yeah. person who seems to be the protagonist like mm-hmm. I think it's the I think with them, the last query almost, exactly right? like I think well I mean that one there's two main characters right well, this one you've got Elliot who's the critic whose job is basically to watch and observe mm-hmm. that's a really interesting dynamic like at what point does, Elliot's job and their actions kind of collide or maybe they don't like maybe you know maybe it's it's voyeuristic like I need to know kind of what the what the sense of of this is there a tension between the lead singer and the critic is there not I don't know
0: well so it's it's the same thing as any other bit of writing right like you want to create and hold tension and that it's going to come from showing me why there's some conflict. You know, the same thing. If most, I think it's fair to say that most plots, all plots really, are the product of conflict, right?
1: Yeah. So, exactly. show me.
0: So that means that in your query, if you're telling me about your plot, you should be telling me at least a little bit about your conflict
1: and how they come together.
0: And so when you present to me two people, like you're saying, you've got an observer and a, um, you know, a, and a, an actor. Yeah. The moment they intersect or the moment there's some sort of problem, you know, you should be mentioning that in your query because that's the instigation. You know, that's what the book stems from.
1: All right. Let's bring it home. Bring it home. My first book, a collection of short stories entitled Redacted, received a Nebraska Book Award in 2014. Awesome. Mm-hmm. The collection, published by a boutique press out of St. Paul, includes 10 story stories, each with an accompanying song, available... In album form via a download code included with the book. I've written songs alongside this book, too. I can make them available at your request. In addition, I have an MFA from the University of Nebraska Omaha, and I currently teach writing at a small college in Northwestern Iowa. Though we desperately missing, li- though we desperately missing living a half mile from Lower Town.
0: Okay, so <laughs> um, that last paragraph. And just speaking, thinking aloud here for a second, um, that parenthetical at the end where it says, "Though we desperately miss living a half mile from Lower Town," that's a way better act of personalization and humanization than this whole first paragraph about driving around. To-
1: Except with the grammatical error.
0: Well, sure. Yeah. But it, you know, and that's just, you know, basic point, just proofread your queries. But um, that was great. I actually really liked this last bit. You know, it tells me about his writing experience. it tells me about prior publications, if he has some, which he does. Um some of his other creative work, who he is, what's you know. This is good. I mean, I think this last bit is is effective. And I think that all the things he was trying to do in that first paragraph in terms of making himself seem familiar and friendly in a person.
1: It's all in the it's all in the last paragraph. He did
0: it way better with that last little with that last little bit, you know. And I think uh, yeah I, I guess it just go it's even more illustrative that you can just cut the stuff at the beginning you know my uh at. my
1: only request would be i mean besides proofreading that parenthetical yeah, yeah. um which i understand is probably added for us because we're familiar with lower town um yeah but you know just double check but i would i would prefer to name the boutique press because that's a good point yeah
0: no, no that's a good point like um if you're yeah, if you're gonna mention a book that you've that you've published, you know, mention the press. If you've if you've got, a, if you're mentioning specific publications, like I know a lot of a lot of writers say I've been published in a variety of journals. It's like, okay, I, that can slide. But like, if you're mentioning a specific project that's out in the world and like tell me who the press is yeah you know, it doesn't me.
1: matter if i've never heard of them because exactly. that's what google is for no, ex- but i want to be able to google it
0: exactly exactly like and it's it's kind of what we said in the in the last main episode in terms of kind of just being clear about the information you're presenting um you know there's it's not that i'm you know if it's a really small i sometimes i feel like people avoid doing that because they're worried that maybe the small press or something isn't good enough or something? But you, it, this re- book
1: won an award. Well, but and like even that's if, great. But if,
0: uh, that is great. But even if it didn't, um, I'm not here. No one. I'm not turning up my nose. And I don't think any any reasonable person is, is turning up their nose at listed experience here. Um, just tell me what it is, and I'll you know I'll evaluate I'll evaluate the query and the book separately. Yeah. Um, I don't. There's no need to like. You know, gloss over stuff. If you're gonna tell me about it, tell me about it. I guess basically.
1: I like it. Okay, so that that brings us to the end of that one. Yeah,
0: you know, we've got yeah. Just thank you for your time and consideration. I've attached the first five pages per my, which is fine because it's m- part of my submission guidelines. Is it list. part
1: of your submission guidelines? I, th- I
0: think I've got. I got to change that honestly because
1: I don't ask for anything. Yeah, no,
0: I I am currently, but that's a separate issue. Yep. So um, here's
1: here's a note. Um, if you've got in your in your base kind of blank format like template query accord like i've attached the first blank yeah um double check that that's what your
0: look up the submission yep. guidelines do it it's so easy and it's so you'd be so shocked at how many things we can just turn away because they just sim- haven't followed basic listed instructions
1: absolutely you know, so like,
0: and this person ha- this is this person has um, yeah. and also we don't
1: have any instructions for this particular <laughs> No, 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 this, no
0: just as, but as a teaching point um and that's not a critique of this query but um every agent you're submitting to you probably found them through maybe an aggregate service or on their website but like it's easy enough to Google where they work and figure out their submission guidelines and just make sure you just make sure you're following that stuff because it's an easy way to um it's an easy way to reject a lot of queries just by people who haven't read instructions awesome
1: let's move on to the middle grade book
0: middle grade all right so I shall read aloud this has um no real intro like you know no hello or anything but um here we go Eleven-year-old Amelia Liddell finally has a case. Sure, it's the kidnapping of her best friend, a five-foot-tall Esperanto-speaking skeleton named Francis, but still, it's a case, a real case. What more could an aspiring detective ask for? Well, other than her best friend back.
1: I'm going to stop you. Huh? Generally, this first paragraph, super, super strong. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's The only thing is that it's the... It's, it's got a little bit of repet, rep, repetition, which I hesitate to criticize because it it really does it's a good the word job. Case a lot. Yeah, it does a really good job of of figuring like telling us what Amelia really wants and it does a really good job of establishing a voice. Mm-hmm. But what I'm wondering is I don't necessarily, you know, care as much about how she has a real case. I care about that she has a friend that's a skeleton. Like That's a big like bombshell to drop. And I'd love that we spent maybe, you know, a few more words talking about that rather than talking about case over and over and about how it's a real one.
0: I think. Yeah. No, I mean, I would agree that we could kind of do away with a little bit of that kind of repetition. But I do. I really like the voice. I love the voice. I really like the, you know, we've kind of got the. Um, we know how old she is. We know what she's up to. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think overall, like you're saying, I think it's pretty strong. I'm being extremely effort. nitpicky. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but this is this is a good start. All right, So continuing. Okay. Unbeknownst to Amelia, Francis isn't just her best friend. He's her guardian. The Guardians of the Weird have been protected. Have been protecting weird kids ages five to fifteen from general mayhem and mortal injury for who knows how long. If Amelia doesn't rescue him in time, she won't just be lonely. She'll be dead. If the bullies don't get her, her own clumsiness will
1: stop. Also, generally very, very strong. Um, but again, I've I'm missing a little bit of context about you know like what makes these kids weird, you know what like who's really coming after her. There's bullies, but there's I'm guessing that there's something what it, more. Well, so, so
0: what does she? Need? Yeah, I was gonna say, what does she need protecting from that's gonna kill her? Exactly. Like, are um, they
1: bullies? Because I'm not really certain that I buy that. You've all, you've
0: all, <laughs> yeah. So, um, do is there anything? And this is again, this is a question for someone or from someone who doesn't work in this genre. When you know it reads protecting weird kids ages five to fifteen, is that detail feel a little mechanical and specific to you? Like if it just if it had just said weird kids.
1: Like, I would have preferred that, that mostly yeah. because I I'm, I'm missing information about like the magic. I love the idea of mayhem and mortal injury yeah. and I love that they've been like it's been happening forever.
0: Well the voice and, and the writing is really good. Like you have that alliteration, the mayhem. Yeah. It, no, this it's a well-written bit here. It's just it's it kind of needs a little tweaking. Yeah,
1: so. it just needs I think I just need a little bit more because there's this there's this fantasy element that I'm that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And and that's really that's really the big thing.
0: Yeah. All right, so let, let's keep going. Amelia's search leads her to Werewolfopolis.
1: Going to pause right there. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> here's, here's a little tip. Um, werewolves are on like the do not want list for agents who do kidlit-related stuff right now. So, okay. I, I mean, I'm not sure how necessary the the werewolf well, is about to it this any, it story look like there's
0: any werewolves in it, right even if, but yeah. but
1: that word just just to let you know werewolves vampires reapers shifters etc yeah all of that stuff like is an automatic no
0: wow okay so um,
1: just just a tip
0: yeah werewolfopolis all right so if menacing her with his cadre of mallet wielding maniacs and deadly tree sloths oh
1: you missed you missed half a sentence
0: Oh, okay. Start from the let's, let's start over here. Amelia Cer- Amelia's search leads her to Werewolfopolis, home of the guardians, and into the clutches of the nefarious Mr. Thaddeus, Werewolfopolis' guardian chief. I'm never going to get tired of that word. <laughs> if menacing her with his cadre of mallet-wielding maniacs and deadly tree sloths wasn't enough, he's also framed her for a crime she didn't commit.
1: Love, love the imagery here. So here mm-hmm. right now, everyone, is a really good example of using a very particular part of specificity to kind of lend an air to the entire project. So, of course, in a query, you can't give very you can't give all of the details because right. that's what a synopsis is, and that's not what a query is. Yeah. But having um, mallet wielding maniacs and deadly tree slaws, you kind
0: of you, you start to get the picture. You get the picture. And the other thing this one has that um, you know, based on our conversation in the last couple. Is it talks about it talks about the root conflict, right? You've got him framing, you know. You've got this guy who he frames her for a crime she doesn't commit, all that kind of stuff. It's like you've there's at least some semblance to start, you know, this discussion of how these two people, you know, this this girl and this evil man are coming into contact and what they're even if we don't, I know, obviously, I don't, we don't know what the crime is. And yet, honestly, from, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter because we know what the base struggle is going to be here. I think that I, th- I think that's mechanically. I think that's really good. Yeah. Okay. It'll take every bit of Amelia's detective know-how, along with a little two-fisted justice, to love cle- it, <laughs> to clear her name, free Francis, and figure out why Mister Thaddeus is doing all this in the first place. Getting home would be nice too. Amelia and Werewolfopolis is a middle grade is a middle grade fantasy mystery novel, complete at forty six thousand words. I have a master's degree in literature and I'm currently an EFL professor at a college in Daejeon, South Korea. I've also published an EFL textbook with Pagoda, a local, local South Korean publisher. Um, and then here's your little personal personalization bit at the end. My wife tells me I'm very weird, which is probably why I wrote a book all about weirdos. Thank you for your time and
1: consideration. So pretty good. I think, yeah, overall. I think that little bit of in personalization, of, yeah. I would have loved a little bit more information. So Case in point, one of our colleagues has a client who does fire eating like that's a type that's like that's a specific type of weird that tells me something weird is a very, very vague term. Like if you've like written this wonderfully imaginative story, I would love to know specifically why you're weird. Like why specifically does you think you're weird? Or just don't say yeah, it.
0: But it's the same thing as the last yeah. one. If you're going to pr- don't give us half, don't measures. Give little half measures, I mean, because then you just kind of come off as sounding a little bit bland. Um, but overall, I, th- I think this is a pretty good one.
1: Yeah, I think it's really good. You know, if, if I were to be really picky and yeah. ask for the moon, yeah. um, I would love a little bit more information about how um. Amelia is, you know, a little bit more in that second paragraph when we start talking about Mr. Thaddeus, uh-huh. a little bit more information about, you know, why he's nefarious. Like is is he getting in the way of blocking her search? Sure. Before, you know, like what what puts her well, he in the way he that frames
0: her for a crime.
1: Right. But I kinda want that crime to be linked a little bit better to that search and that missing friend. Sure. That's that's kind of like if I had in yeah. and, and then, you know, if I had a if I had a wish. Um, my second wish, which is related is that that first paragraph focuses so much on being a detective and having the case when really the core, the heart, the soul of this story is a girl going on a mission to save her best friend. Yeah. Like, and she wants to be a detective and that's really great. And that should, could be the core of who she is, but that's not the core of what the story is. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my core wish, but all in all, like this is really, really strong. Um, It's it you know it's it's really strong. It's got a really great voice. Um, I you know if this were to be rewritten and I you know and we got rid of the whole werewolf thing like and I saw this in my inbox. I might request it. Okay. Yeah. So, boom. (laughs) Uh. Um, Well,
0: so okay, so it's. I think that's what we have time for this time. Obviously, we've been going for about a full episode now. Um, before we before we sign off, are there any overall thoughts based on what we just read that you want to get across?
1: All in all, really, really, really strong work. Um, you well, know, I think but this there's... was a
0: good sample. It was across yeah. a few different. You know, and I hope that's what we keep getting as we do this further on. It's a, you know across a few different genres, um, different sorts of stuff. Um, I think my takeaway here in terms of commonalities would just be. Um, be, be specific, um, and get at your, get at your conflict, you know, understand what the key detail is and give me that and build off that as opposed to telling me a bunch of things that are kind of repeating yourself or are a little bit too bland to really impart what your book is in a couple sentences.
1: Right. And you know, if, if I had one piece of advice and I tell this to people all over the country, write your query. And then give it to somebody that has no idea what your book is about. Yeah. And have them read it and then ask them what your book is yeah, about. Yeah,
0: that's, really, that's a really good idea. And
1: if and if they give you a concept of your book uh-huh. that's not absolutely on the nose, if yeah. they can't tell you who the main character is, what the main plot is, like what the book is leading up to as far as a climax, yeah. you need work to He's do. You
0: probably, yeah. Because that's that's a really good point, because with any kind of pitching and stuff, we can get so close to all the, the work, and we you start to forget what isn't common knowledge, right? And you can, sometimes you leave things unsaid just because you've been sitting with them for so long yourself um, that it is really good, I think, to get someone who's totally cold to read a pitch, because that's who it's going to. It's going to someone who has no idea who you are, who your book is, what your book is, um, and... Uh, Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great tip.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, even if you feel like you're if you're a listener to Print Run, even if you feel like your query is terrible or that it's absolutely great and you've been getting tons of requests and you still don't need it workshopped. Send it to us anyway, because as you see here, even really, really strong queries have little, little things that can go from maybe a 50 percent acceptance level to maybe a 75 percent acceptance level.
0: No, we want to see them. We want to help you guys. Yep.
1: So, Um. again, you know, send us your queries. We'll be reading them totally anonymously. Send them to us at printrunpodcast at gmail.com. Put it in your... the the subject line because currently Eric and I are close to queries and if we see something that just says query we'll delete it and that's not good Um, so our next one will be in December Uh and that is going to be for our Patreon supporters if you want to become a Patreon supporter you can get there either through a link at our website, which is printrunpodcast.com or you can go onto Patreon you just search us and on search. On
0: Patreon, you can find us.
1: Yeah. Yes. So we've got one more special content episode happening this month. Uh-huh. Uh, mark your calendars, November seventeenth, which is also a Thursday. That is going to be a first pages episode. Yeah, that'll be fun. So that's going to be where, you know, like, let's say you've gotten the request, we've gotten the query, fine, good, great. Yeah. We're going to get into your actual manuscript so that you know what makes us stop reading, what we see a ton of, what makes us want more. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. Sounds good. I am really excited about it. First pages are my most favorite thing. Yes, me too. Yeah. So uh, did I miss anything, Eric?
0: I think we're good. As always, tune in to our normal episodes of Print Run every Tuesday.
1: Fabulous. And let us know what you think and send us your queries and we will see you on Tuesday.
0: See ya.